That's the only present he's got to wrap. I'll be here until early morning. Every Christmas, isn't it? <laughs> Every Christmas you'll wrap until Christmas Day. <laughs> yeah. Which one is which one is yesterday's only went up yesterday's to get everything. Why are you shopping like a man? Because I was ill. I'm still ill. Fair enough. You're ill, you're injured rather than ill. In, injured. Rather than ill. And I can't re I can't really do do a lot. Oh. That's right. I have I have to be sort of doing things slowly. Fair, 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 fair. Alright, so I'll leave you to it. Ah, yeah. Alright. Episode 47 of Griff's Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff. Obviously, I'm in, in Arlo Tan. Um, back in my old room. Having a Bailey's hot chocolate. Yep, Bailey's cinnamon. Vanilla and cinnamon hot chocolate. Um, it is Christmas Eve. It's Christmas Eve special. This podcast. Um keep saying, um, um do what I'm drinking. I'm drinking for the first time in a whole week. I've been on antibiotics all week. Been sober. Seen some things being sober. It's it's different. In sober, I went to my work Christmas party, stone cold sober, and that's hilarious being sober at a party like that because you got things of people just assuming you're drunk, so they just talk at you, and you're sat there going, All right, all right. And there's the next morning, people come into the office, and like, he was pissed, him pointing straight at me, eat you, you were hammered last night. You were absolutely hammered last night. It's like, um, it re- really? Why? What, what made you think I was hammered? Oh, you was just, you was just chatting away. So, well, that conversation we had where I said two words and you said 700. Yeah, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, I, I was hammered. Now, I know, um, shout out Wahala. I know he doesn't drink. Wahala from the ESM podcast. Shout those guys out. He was at work party. I saw his picture on Facebook where he was hiding from colleagues. I think I know what it was like to be him. Usually I'm one of the colleagues he'd be hiding from. <laughs> but yeah, so this is my first drink in a week. I've on, been an, on... An, lep, 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 lep. Start again. I've been on antibiotics um, all week because of the root canal I had to have on Sunday, that emergency root canal. Last week my mouth was all anaesthetised. But I um, finished my course of antibiotics, had my last one at 3pm today. It says on the NHS website you meant to wait 48 hours before, you know, taking any alcohol. But yeah, I'm a risk taker. Absolute risk taker. You know, if I if I don't wake up tomorrow, then all right, this has backfired massively. You know, my wanting just for a drink because it's Christmas season. Backfired massively. No one needs to die for, for the taste of alcohol. No one needs to do that. But hey, I won't talk that into existence. But yeah, that was... um. A week said my work crystal on Wednesday, people just again assuming I'm drunk. But here's one thing I heard on Wednesday, right? A lot of mate I work with. He's talking to a lady. Now my old manager, he walks away from the conversation. We're not trying to cop block the thing, you know what it's like. 
he walks away from conversation, then I walk away from conversation, leaving this guy and this girl chatting away amongst themselves. Obviously, you know, I go toilet, he goes to the bar, come back, and then the guy who's left there talking, we go, hey, what happened? He was left talking to so-and-so. This is what he said. He's like, yeah, yeah, well, that won't go anywhere. He's like, why not? Because basically, through this conversation, she was dropping hints that this guy ticked boxes. And he, this is what he said. Listen to this, people. He said, no, 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 no. I couldn't go out with her. She's way too hot. That's it. Way too hot. Have you ever heard anything like that? I'm shouting out Wahala again on this podcast. Because me and him have had this conversation. But we don't get how men say someone's out of their league. The league thing, you're too hot. I don't get it. How are you cock-blocking yourself? A mental self-cock-block. What are you going to do? What, you meant to just settle with some like mediocre chick? Because at the end of the day, right, let's be real. As gorgeous as you may think someone is when you first get with them, they lose a point or two once you're actually with them. Not because they not because they've actually lost any of their charm or any of their looks. No, it's just familiarity breeds contempt, isn't it? That's what it is. So you can meet a nine out of ten. That's what you think a nine out of ten the first time you meet them. You get the number, you are hyped. And after a few months of going out of them, yeah, that nine out of ten is now seven out of ten. Why? Because they have these other things. They nag you about stuff. They moan about this. You know what I mean? They're having to go at you about this thing. So that nine just starts, it starts getting chipped away at. But it's still, still nice. Still nice. Now imagine now, you'll walk around the attitude of you, you're too hot to get with. You're now with a four out of ten. And after a few months, she drops to a two out of ten. Imagine that ugly woman telling you what to do. Or that ugly man telling you what to do. No! That's not the universal laws. You know what I mean? If you're hot, you can get away with some stuff. But if you're ugly, be humble. Because you're going around the attitude of, no, I can't get with anyone too hot. You're now with some ugly girl. I'm the guy at you. And that's, and that's your life. That's the life you signed up for. No one told you to do that. It doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? To cut yourself out of the top league because someone is too hot for you. That... I don't get it. I remember when I was younger, people used to, like, my friends would get really annoyed when we walk around, like, the town centre. You see some ugly dude with some hot chick. And dad's be vexed. Like, how's he got, uh, the world's unfair, the world's shit. I used to see ugly dudes with hot chicks, but why? Whoa, whoa, whoa. She is a nine. He's a four. I'm hotter than a four. So if I'm about a six or a seven, and that four got a nine, rah, I can get a twelve. A 12. 12 out of 10. That's the league I should be going for. Hey. I just see them ugly dudes with hot chicks as inspiration. That's all I see. I'm not hating. And for a guy to be single and cock block himself like that. It doesn't make any sense to me. But this is how people walk around through the world. You know, they think they're... Everyone thinks they're one thing. They think they're another thing. I remember hearing Beyonce talk about this. She got with Jay-Z because Jay-Z was like one of the few dudes who actually approached her. Because imagine every other dude who saw Beyonce is like, nah, stush. She thinks she's nice, innit? She thinks she's nice, innit? She thinks she's that. She sees Beyonce, so you can't even compare Beyonce to Beyonce. Like now, if a girl thinks she's nice, you say, 
she she thinks she's Beyonce, isn't it? But Beyonce is actually Beyonce, so I guess she's allowed to think she's nice. Maybe, but I don't know. It it just doesn't make sense to me having that kind of defeatist mentality before you even start talking to someone. Or worst case, you actually start talking to someone, they're showing interest, and you're just so insecure. Just backtrack away from the opportunities. The opportunities. Why would you do that? Anyway, but that's been my week on... That was Wednesday, Friday, because Thursday I didn't do anything. Friday. I was at my friend's 30th birthday. Um, I know, I won't say her name. Maybe she doesn't want a 30th birthday announced on the internet. But that's a good night. Again, I was sober. I drove my car to Shoreditch, Trapeze Bar in Shoreditch. And do what? I've never had this experience before. I've never been driving while going out. You know, I've never been sober the night out. So to call my night an end and to be able to jump in a car and just fuck off home. That was an absolute dream. Not going outside waiting for an Uber, not going outside waiting for an Uber, something to eat while the Uber, Uber's going to take long. Uber's going to take about 10 minutes, let's just go to this shop in it and just eat some food. Eat the nastiest food. Could have been a Camel. That's what it is, you think it's what you think, that's beef or lab, no, it's camel. Pure camel hump. Hump, hoof, tail, teeth, ear, neck, back, nah. No, 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 no. That's what's in your donut kebab. I don't care. I just don't believe in a donut kebab is pure lamb. Now think about it. Like, just come on now. For the longest time, you didn't even know donut meant rotating in Turkish. You thought donut was a type of meat. Oh, what meat do you... What's your favourite meat? Oh, I like chicken. What about you, Donna? That was you. That was you. Anyway, I can't remember what I was saying about... <laughs> I don't know what I was talking about. That was my Friday. I had to leave, man. I had to leave. No, I was having a good night, but when you're sober and you just see the, deter- the, the deterioration of your friends, right? And also, BO, much more pungent when you're sober. This club was sweaty. It was stinking of beef and onion pies. That's, that's all I can describe it. Just taking that puff pastry lid off and just jamming your nose inside a hot pie. That's what some of them armpits are smelling like at this bar, in trapeze bar, in the club downstairs. It was, it was mad. Also, what I liked as well is, yeah, my African aunties and uncles, they've moved away from the toilet. Well, now there's still some in the toilet, but now they're on door stuff. Oh, my God. African auntie on door. Listen, I saw an interaction between a punter and her. Oh, it was mad like I need I was blocking the stairs but it was just so fun to watch because she was just like do you not know what this is and she's tapping her arm bad just the security who am I who am I who am I <laughs> my manager got no but I got a ticket da, da, da. who am I who are you who am I <laughs> it's just the boss this is the boss man it was brilliant. I, I just respected it. And I think you just have an African aunt and uncle at every door in any club in West End. It's sorted. Absolutely sorted. But um, that was my Friday. Then Saturday now, or oh, I was at a gig. That Hot to Death Christmas special on the bill was me. Loved, uh, Love for the Ink. 
Judy Love, White Yardy, Sl- uh, Will E and Slim. Now listen, there's a fashion show as well. Um, this gig was a madness. Okay, when I say a madness, the bill. What pissed me off, right? The, for what the bill was, this should be one of the sickest comedy shows ever. All right, that's me excluded. I'm not that much of an egotist. Ah, shut up, me included. Whatever. Me, I'm, I'm a young champion. Now, but <laughs> now, real talk though, that lineup is mad. Okay. What happens is this: we turn up at eight o'clock, and the doors are super locked. I, I rock out with my girl, and she's with a friend, and she's messaging her friend. A friend goes, "It is closed, like really closed." So we're in McDonald's now. It's funny for me, we get a little McDonald's because I'm hungry. Neither of us are eating all day. And I go to the counter because they didn't give me any sauce. I come back and there's this dude sat opposite my girl. Long black trench coat. Hat. I can't see his face. He's just facing her. So I'm like, hold on. I, I got up for literally five seconds. This dude has swept in the chair. Moving to my girl. In front of me. Am I a dickhead though? Am I a dickhead though? So I'm walking behind this guy now. But, you know, I'm not a dickhead. So therefore I gave him a wide berth. Because he may have just shanked me in the chest. Gave him a wide berth. Look at his face. And it's Will E sat there. And he just burst out laughing. She starts laughing. And I was like, that is hilarious. Because I, I didn't know what to do. Because as much as you can be hyped up, like, oh, I'll punch a man, da, da, da. When it actually comes to it, right, you can't just be swinging fists at anyone. Because you don't know what they've got. They might have a burner, they might have a knife on them. You don't want to get involved in that. So, that was a funny thing. So, I thought, this is going to be a good night. Like, Will's just pranked me before I even got to the gig. So, I'm talking to my girl's friend now. And she's like, yeah, we're outside the gig, but it's closed. Proper closed. We walk up to the gig. There's not even, like, doormen. On the door. I knock on the door. They, they let me in. And I'm like, oh, I'm one of the acts. I feel like such a prick saying that. Like, just to skip. There's a whole queue. Like, about 150 people in this queue. That just walks to the front. Oh, I'm one of the acts. Let me in. But, you know, that's the privilege of being one of the acts. I get in. And it nothing's set up yet. People ain't set up. They ain't even got, like, ticketing staff there. It is mad. It is shabby. Anyway, so from our point of view, this show's starting at 8.30, 9 latest. That's how the comedy's going to run. Three acts, little break, fashion show in the break, then the other three acts. Then we get there as comedians, and we're being told, no, 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 no. The fashion show's happening before the comedy. And they're trying to tell people like White Yardy and Slim they're coming on at 1 o'clock in the morning. Are you mad? These guys put on their own shows. They need to be there. They actually don't need to be there. So as comedians, we're like, nah. The guy, the big boys go, we're not performing past midnight. All right. So we'll just leave if you don't put us on first. And the white yardie is just taking charge now. The irony, you know, it's a black gig, but the white guy's taking lead. But, <laughs> but he needed to. Someone needed to. And, um. This gig eventually started. I was opening up. I imagine, remember people, people been in queue for like, from some people been in queue from 6. 6.30. I don't know why they got there that early. Right? Dumb early. Now I'm the first one out performing. 
Dizzle's um, seeing, he did about five minutes of warm-up for me. He was too pissed off to really get it. Everyone just weren't in the zone. I come out, after about five minutes of warm-up, to a pissed-off crowd. Do you know what time I came on? Remember, that I thought the show started at 8.30. When did I set foot on stage? Quarter past ten. I'm the opening act. Quarter past ten, I'm on stage. The crowd are pissed. Not drunk pissed, angry pissed. So, the flow wasn't there. The jokes weren't landing. Some people was laughing. I felt awkward. It felt awkward. And what I should have done, I should have just addressed the elephant in the room. I've got the MCing skills to do. I've done it before. I can go off the top of my head on certain things. If it's actually real, it's in the room, I can do that. And for whatever reason, I didn't. I just went into material. And what I should have done is highlight the fact how late it was okay it wasn't even white people late you know white people turn up to black events you know oh it says on the flyer they started at 6 30 and the doors open at six so i got here at 5 45 right and the white person might get pissed off that oh the show starts 6 30 7 o'clock now i'm angry that's white person late beyond that but you got the next level black people hang around the white people that's me okay show you remember it starts at 8 30 so if you're like me, hang out with white people, you're like, alright. I know it says show starts at 8.30, probably starts at 9.30. I calm myself down. It's not an issue. That's the times I'm running towards. 9.30. It wasn't even that, people. It was beyond black late. You know, like, Jerome and Keisha, right? They're driving from the south, innit? They've got to drop the kids off at a babysitter. Then, like, Jerome's got to meet his boy Leon to pick up something. Keisha's wait, calling Sanj, going, are you even ready, though? Like, we're going to pull up outside your house in, like, six minutes. Are you ready? Be ready. Be downstairs, innit? Right? That's all happening. There's like, do you know what? I'm hungry, you know? Like, Leon's like, yeah, I'm hungry, too. Like, let's let's just pull over here to get some food, innit? Remember, they're on their way to this gig. It's now 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. They're late. They've missed the whole first half in their mind. But it's cool. We're going to see Slim. We're going to see Will. Don't see White Yardy. That's what they're thinking. And they rock up. And I haven't even come on stage yet. That's how late it was. It was late beyond super black late. Black people are now starting to think, do you know what? Is this is this a Venom Trip advisor? I'm about, I'm about to complain. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening. It was mad. It was so late. Five of us performed back to back. And then they put on this fashion show. This this fashion show made no sense. Uh, I think the first show on its own would have made sense. Like, I'm not slagging off the fashion show. Same way the comedy probably made no sense if you came for a fashion show. They just kind of mashed everything together. And it was just disgustingly unorganised at certain points. That's all it was. I'm not, I'm not going to slag the people off who ran it. I'm not going to do that. Because I don't know what things happened outside my view that made it such a shambles at times. But I got on at quarter past ten. I'm now trying to do my shit to a crowd that's angry. Angry. you got to remember, I'm no one on this bill, right? So, you've waited all this time, and now I'm like a distraction or an obstruction to you getting to see your comedian you came to see. Imagine being like a Judy Love fan, you've got to sit through this dude chatting away for five minutes, and you've been waiting for like four hours. You ain't laughing. So I'm not going to blame the crowd, I'm not going to blame the situation. That's what the night was. It was mad. But, got to hang out with like Judy Love and her friend Venetia. Um, 
just such lovely women, just such really funny women, really looking forward to performing with Judy in September, September 2nd in Southampton, I haven't put a picture to advertise it, but you know, actually I've got the flyer art, so I need to post that about, sorry I'm having a little meeting with myself on the podcast, I actually forgot I was recording, I was just proper talking to myself, it did be an interesting listen to tomorrow morning, because I won't remember what I said, but that was a gig yesterday, I got on the call past them. They had the fashion show. Um, and listen, this is what I learned, right? When you're doing a fashion show, this is why them like Italian and French brands put them skinny models with mash-up teeth and like weird eyes onto the stage to advertise their clothes because if they're looking at butters, what you do is focus on the clothes, right? Yesterday, oh, I can't even tell you what clothes they're wearing. Uh, yes, yeah, I'm being a pervert. So what? There was breasts, there was back off, there was faces, skimpy dress, there was lingerie walkthrough first, and there was a swimwear walkthrough. It looked magnificent, I can't lie. But here's the thing. Can I remember what clothes they're wearing? No. You can't have too sexy of models advertising clothes if you want to sell clothes. Fact. Clothes have got to be the sexiest from the page, not someone watching it. What, wait, what did I even just say? <laughs> I can't remember what I just said. Generally cannot. I said, this is my first drink in a week, and I don't think the antibiotics are fully worn off. Um, you meant to wait like 48 hours before you start drinking. I waited five. <laughs> so, here I am. But, what else... It's happened this week. That's um, how long's left on this podcast? We what twenty one minutes? Okay, so I'm gonna keep this to half an hour. So I want to ask about gender pay gap. You know, I you know I don't like this expression. You know, gender pay gap. I don't think it exists. Generally, generally don't. Because my definition of gender pay gap, and sociologists and feminists can tell me I'm wrong. My definition of gender pay gap is this: two people going for the same job or doing the same job. One gets paid more because of their gender, which is most likely to be a man than the woman. To me, that's the, that's the gender pay gap. That's the gender that needs to be a gender. <laughs> that's the gender pay gap, um, gender thing that needs to be sorted. But if two people go for the same job, the salary is the salary. Man or woman, I don't think that's anything to do with gender pay gap, in my view. Again, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but... What in the article? What the article was saying was that there was no women in executive positions, and there was a lot of men. Like, uh, sorry, there's no women in executive positions. There's a lot of women in lower paid positions. So, collectively, men will be paid more because men are occupying the top jobs. And that's what I'm trying to explain. Is it's not that the women are being shunned to the bottom, but they've got to be employed in like management roles if they're good enough. Don't need to be running the whole business, but you know if they're good enough, employ them. That's uh, I don't know. So for me, and, and pay them the right amount that needs to be paid. If parity to any man that's on that same role, you, don't, you can't pay someone less. The job's based on your skills, not on your genitals. Hey, put that on your CV. Oh, balls. Are you confident? No, I mean testes. Look at them. 
There you go. Like, he shouldn't be judged on gender. But it is what it is. Um, you know, it's not for me to say that this gender pay gap thing doesn't exist, but it's just the way it's reported in these articles. It just always seems like a bit misleading. Of course, the manager's going to be paid more than the person he's managing. And if he's a man and she's a woman, then there's a disparity there. But you got to do like for like. That's my view. Anyway. I've been putting the world to write my sociological views on gender pay gaps. Um, what else is there? Um, you got like the Meghan Markle and Harry pictures and Daily Mail using the word um, niggling in regards to the thoughts and doubts about the, the genuineness of the engagement. But it's interesting you use the word niggling though. Annoying, bothering, but niggling. It's where they just to make everyone feel awkward, isn't it? Why are you using that word? There's so many other words in vocabulary. Niggling. I can't remember who said it. I saw it on Facebook. It says that, I think it's Saddam who said it. It's that dog whistle racism. Where's that such a high frequency? You may not even spot it. I have to agree with that. Why use the word niggling though? Why? Just provocative. And not in that Kanye West Jay-Z ends in Paris. <laughs> niggling in Paris. <laughs> oh jeez. Anyway. Here it is. Um well how long have we got left on this podcast? Because I'm flaking. I'm about to fall apart. I can feel it. I feel it. Oh, 25. About 25 minutes. Alright. Let's um let's talk about what else happened in the news. Um Ah how this police called after teacher brands nativity rubbish raw police that's my money they better not be in London because I'm about to claim my money back that's what my council tax is going towards anyway police brands not police brands sorry police called after teacher brands police called after teacher brands nativity of wow police called after teacher Brands, nativity, rubbish there is. Um, let's read this article. Police had to calm down a group of angry parents who say their children's head teacher derided their nativity play performance as rubbish. An officer was sent after 30 minutes. Oh, sorry. An officer was sent after 30 mums and dads gathered outside the gates of Windsor Clive Primary in Cardiff to demand answers. The parents say head teacher Vicky Meadows called Monday's show brilliant at the best. But it took a different tone after the audience left. Dad Lee. Dad. Dad Lee. That's my name. My name's Dad Lee. Are you dead 24 7? Of course I am. That's why I strap myself in. I'm going to fly myself to space. I'm Dad Lee. He sounds like an absolute hero. Anyway, Dad Lee Robinson said, My son said they were told that they were absolutely rubbish. And if they didn't behave better, they'd be given bread and water at Christmas party. Chris Berwick added pupils as young as seven were in tears. They were only they were only little. And it's just school play. No one's going to win an Olivier Award for it, he said. South Wales Police confirmed it sent an officer and so and said no arrests had been made. Count, uh, Cardiff Council said some parents are some parents have alleged pupils were spoken to in an inappropriate... Oh, sorry. Some parents have alleged pupils were spoken to in an inappropriate manner. 
The school refuses, refused this. If any parents had a complaint, we would expect them to use the appropriate channels to raise their concerns. Cool. Anyway. That, so, reading that article, what I was going to actually say is, is you got to build these kids to be more robust. If they're shit at acting, you got to tell them. Yeah, I know they're not going to win an Olivier Award or whatever, but look, you're rubbish. You can't just be telling kids they're good at things when they're not. That's how you breed like a generation of entitled people. Because no one told them they're a shit in an activity play. They were told they're the best. When they're clearly not. So like, look, you've got to be honest with this stuff. But I'll tell you what. Let's wrap this podcast up with a little bit of relationship dilemma. I was going to talk about like Harry and Meghan's engagement pictures. Do I know I already spoke about that, didn't I? Jeez, brandy's a hell of a drink. Anyway, relationship time. Here it goes. Do we split before Christmas? Oh, I have been having an affair. Where split then? There you go. Done. That was simple. Oh, I mean, there's they wrote more, but that seems quite simple. Do I split before Christmas? I've been having an affair. Is your first question? Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so I've been having an affair. Uh, since late summer with a man I met at evening class my partner and I have been together since school and we're both 30 I now consider him a companion a companion I love rather than someone I'm in love with we stopped having sex when I started night school and it was practically non-existent before then Uh, I was planning on waiting for new year to pass as our family spend Christmas together, but when I alluded to the breakup, he reacted badly and said he wanted us to stay together. I shocked. I suggested trying. What? Oh, sorry. I'm shocked. Sorry. I suggested trying for children last year, and he refused. Okay. And he doesn't want to go on dates. He only bother with my birthday, and has what? Let's read that again, sorry. I think I fell asleep halfway through the sentence. <laughs> Let's read it again. Uh, I suggested trying for children last year and he refused. He doesn't want to go on dates. He didn't bother with my birthday and hasn't asked for sex. You're not even together, are you? All I want is my new man and my new life and waiting for Christmas to pass. It was like a life sentence. Should I do it now? What is it? Kinda to delay. Mm. Listen, if you're unhappy, there's no right time. As Chris Brown said, there's never a right time to say goodbye. You know what I mean? That if it's not worth for you right now, you 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 perform for another half hour or pretend to be alright, and then something else comes up and people chat to you like you're in a good mood when you're really not. What did I just say? Jesus Christ, I just went to autopilot again. I can't do podcast drunk. I can't, can't do it again. Ugh, jeez, I'm, I'm falling apart, people. I need to deal with this dilemma quickly. Look, if, yeah, end it, end it now. Not happy, never right time. Let's get rid of it. Get rid of him, save him time. He will get over it eventually, maybe. 
I mean, I've seen a man broken with an ex. It's horrible to see. I mean, they're meeting girls like years on and they're dropping that ex's name. Oh, get back with them and just leave it alone. Again, what's I talking about? Fucking hell. I'm going to have to listen to this before I post it because this is a madness. <laughs> oh, God. I am so drunk. I had four drinks, but I guess maybe the the drugs have kicked in with the drink. It's It's been emotional. All right. So, relationship don't matter. Dump them. That's it. Simple as that. Don't spare their feelings. You're hurting them more. Done. Right. I need to get out of here um, before I pass out on my old bedroom floor. I'm in my old bedroom in the dark. Just shout at the phone and just try to remember what I said. A lot of times pe- people said things, I thought they've already said it, but it wasn't that. So, knock them out, have a good time. That's all it's about. What did I just say? Again, I just zoned out. I was actually sleep talking. Man, I can't post this. Maybe I can. We'll see. We'll see what comes out like. Right, I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm going to get off this podcast. I'm, I'm actually dying physically. Died. I think I'm a lot of my rambling is actually hallucinations. Don't mix medication with drunk drunks, drink people. All right, that's my advice. You may have known this already, but I didn't. I'm 30 in the new year, I'll be a more mature man then. All right, catch you later, people. Bye.